Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. It's Wrestling with Entertainment, bringing you the latest exclusive breaking news, previewing and reviewing the latest shows from WWE, AEW, New Japan, and everything in between. I am your host, James J, featuring Coleco Yachts, who is here but not on the show at this moment. He's taking a break. He'll be on a little later. Mitch Mayhem, who is on another Rapungi Bender. And hey, somebody that is actually here, Scooter Dust. Ah, well. Well. I'm trying to think of a clever line, but. I'm just going to say. The draft was enough of a punchline? No, I was going to say something. It's basically, yeah, rest in peace, Teddy Van Halen, a true legend of rock, gone. And 2020 just gets, a, just gets worse and worse. Pre-order your, this is the worst year I've ever lived in short today. Well, it was a bad day for rock and roll fans, but it's a great day for wrestling. And yesterday was the 2020 WWE Draft. Um, interesting to say the least, no, Scooter? Oh, without... Without a doubt, it, uh, wow. It's, it's been strange. I don't even, I mean, half of it you wouldn't even really call a draft. Um, oh, I'm, uh, talking before the show, I did make a mistake. SmackDown keeps Otis. Not the other one, not, uh, but, you know, it, the idea of drafting people that are already on your show without explicitly stating that, that they have to be drafted in order to remain on the show. You know, it made sense but, when they redid everything twice. Yeah, yeah. I Plus, mean, yeah. I mean, the the fact that, and by the way, Naomi's going to Raw. Yeah, I have everybody that's going. That uh, but the fact that you have draft pools in specific. You know, group in specific numbers means there is nothing random to it. That they know exactly every move, and you know any wrestling fan that has you know at least half a brain can deduce that there's no you know not a single ounce of random randomization to it. 
Yeah, and that's that's the biggest you know, selling point of the draft to think that anybody from any brand could move and it would be shocking. And so far, it only a few thing, only a few picks have really been shocking. Uh, I mean, the the new day, Kofi and Xavier, re, you know, returning and Xavier, you know, wrestling for the first time in a very long time. Uh, and now the new day, seven seven time tag team champions, or is it eight? I think it's seven. Yeah, they're uh, they're up there. I, I I think that I think that now makes them second to Edge and Christian. Wasn't Edge and Christian thirteen time? Yeah, they were. They were in the. They were in the early to mid teens. Um, but yeah, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions go to Raw, and Big E stays on SmackDown. And that kind of the biggest, you know, deal because Big E could finally be a main event superstar in that position. And I, I honestly don't see why they couldn't have done it the reverse. Big E go to Raw and keep the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Like it just. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense tonight. And you know we still have one day and another show to go, and possibly draft picks happening on Talking Smack. That was a that happened before. Um, yeah, because they said the draft continues, but you know, I don't know, but. Lars Sullivan is still employed. I mean, what which, rap did they pull him from? I mean, five star Lars. In the Tokyo but, Dome? Uh, he would probably like to be in some guy from Tokyo's Dome, but. <laughs> um, Let, let's get into it. First, I'd, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather have Dave Sullivan than Lars Sullivan. I'd rather no, I wouldn't want Kevin Sullivan. Uh, drafted to Raw round one was Drew McIntyre. Big surprise there. Oscar and the Hurt Business. All three originally on Raw, so nothing changes there. Um, and then on SmackDown is Roman Reigns. Obviously, he's the Universal Champion, and Seth Rollins. I'm really glad that maybe Seth is now off Raw because it gives him a new fresh coat of, coat of paint at this point. With kind of getting stale. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah this almost was expected to a degree. Seth has, basically has done everything possible. On Raw. Just about. 
Uh, second wave of drafting, uh, to Monday Night Raw, we have AJ Styles, which is not surprising considering his issues with, uh, Paul Heyman. Uh, Naomi, which actually might not be a bad pick for her. And Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. And you realize that four women picked above, picked before the actual SmackDown Women's Champion at that point. So if you're Bailey at that point, you gotta be feeling like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And uh, the second draft, uh, the second wave of drafting for SmackDown, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. I mean, Sasha is fighting Bailey, so and she got preference over the actual champion. Mm. Uh, yep, and yeah, we I I, I brought this up. Uh, last week but now it's uh going to stay the same the the possibility of Sasha or Bailey going to Raw once they got SmackDown and then just making it hell in a cell without the title being on the line. Well now as of uh last night it is now officially for the title in um Inside Hell in a Cell. Well, we kind of saw that coming. Yeah. Uh, third wave of drafting for Raw, we got Ricochet, Mandy Rose, and Miz and John Morrison. And, you know, Miz has been a ping-pong ball of WWE. He just keeps going back and forward. Raw, SmackDown, Raw, yeah. SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown. Um, Every single draft. Uh, I believe you left out the Hurt Business. No, I said... First... You no, did. I mentioned okay. them in the first, yeah. Okay. I... Uh, yeah, Raw keeps the United States champion. Um, yeah, it's... Ooh, it's... I don't, I don't know, it's just... Do you think The Miz is maybe not as valued as maybe he should be? I mean... I mean, he's coming up on, you know, 15 years. Right. And... I mean, aside from... Actually, no, I probably would call The Miz the WWE's most, uh, how do I describe this, active connection to outside, yeah, to outside entertainment avenues. Right. Yeah, his reality show, that, that game show on USA. When you have a press, press junket, The Miz is the guy to call. Yeah. Yep. 
who dropped it to SmackDown with Drew, Jay Uso, Dominic, and Rey Mysterio. Uh, it's kind of good that they lumped Dominic with Rey because they're not a tag team. But it is good to see Rey Mysterio back on, you know, his brand. I mean, I I remember that episode of SmackDown where Mysterio. First arrived, climbed up the cage, dove onto the Un-Americans. That was a good one. What what I find real interesting here, Jey Uso, solo. No Jimmy with him, just solely drafted. Well, I mean, I I guess you can infer one of two things that either Jimmy wants to go solo also eventually or Jimmy's injury may be career-ending. That really suck if it really if that's the fact. I don't necessarily think it is. I mean, how many times have we thought somebody's career was ended? Especially in the case of Ember Moon, who came back earlier this week. Yes, very very true. He's drafted to Raw on the fourth wave, or round four as they would call it, I suppose. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, as you alluded to uh, earlier. Dana Brooks and Angel Garza. Um, Brooks and Garza were already a part of Raw, so nothing changes. And then drafted to SmackDown, Biggie and Otis. I mean... Yeah. yeah. For the most part, you know... Raw, you know, Raw and SmackDown stay the same, save for getting the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Uh, Save for Raw getting the SmackDown Tag Team Champions and AJ Styles and SmackDown getting Seth Rollins and the Mysterio family. Those are literally the only significant... uh, picks, but yeah, it's also they're saving probably some big, and I use that term quite sarcastically here, picks for Monday, um, which again, yeah, goes back to that whole idea of you know, it was SmackDown that was becoming the A-show. And now it's back to being the B-show. You know, when I always find it funny, they always called SmackDown the B-show. As long as it was the B-show, it was always really the A-show. Because they would definitely give the better... Performance on SmackDown from yes. what? Uh, let let's 
let's make a, a thing of it and say 2002 when the first draft happened to 2009, maybe 10? I mean, the, the, the draft stopped being serious somewhere around 2006. No, I, I disagree with that. Yeah. I think the draft really suffered the most when they called it the Superstar Shake-Up. Mm, yeah. So, I see the biggest gift for SmackDown being Seth Rollins. And for Raw, AJ Styles. Because I really yeah. want to see AJ Styles wrestle Drew McIntyre. Secondary, there might be something down um, in the well, long run. You also, you also have to remember that you know, prior to you WrestleMania, AJ was on Raw. He was, and they got traded for Dolph Ziggler. This is correct. <laughs> Um, so, I see the Dark Horse picks being The Miz for Monday Night Raw and Big E for SmackDown. I don't know why, but that's kind of where my head is headed in this point. What about you, Scooter? Uh... I, I, I honestly, it, I mean, I'm really, I'm really hoping they split Miz and Morrison and Morrison finally gets that main event push. I mean, but. Morrison at this point I mean neither Miz or Morrison will will ever be world champion and again, again but at this point it's it's wait and see and I mean Morrison was never a champion to begin with yeah It'll be interesting to see how yeah. it plays out. And we still have one more day of drafting on Monday. Um, and, you know, nobody from NXT was drafted, so that would be yeah, they are not And they are not included, apparently. We will can... Oh, and uh, another thing that happened this week in uh, the news... Uh, Mustafa Ali was revealed as the leader of uh, Retribution. A good move. The WWE doesn't did not forget about you know that hacker, uh, so to speak. 
Um, and every, you know, and we all speculated that it was going to be Mustafa Ali, and then Mustafa Ali just returns like normal until we basically forget about it. And then, you know, the thing is, though, is that every member of Retribution is bigger than Mustafa Ali. But it, doesn't that make it a better aesthetic that, you know, he has these big men looking over his shoulder? <sighs> I mean, he's easy to get to. You just have to go through the two, the two big son of a bitches. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I mean, also with the fact that, uh, when retribution, uh, losing, Mar uh, Mercedes Martinez. I believe her name was Shadow. 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 Sh Shatter. Shadow. Shimmer. Shimmer. Uh, WSU, whatever. It interestingly enough, uh, I did work with uh, Mercedes for some uh, WSU title matches hmm. you know, back in 2010. Well, I hope you stayed on her good side. Well, when I'm the person that's got to get a message to the referee to tell them to wrap up their match because they <laughs> went more than five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you don't you don't want to be in Mercedes Martinez's way when she's angry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, get out of the building before she does. Yeah. I mean, and considering the fact that, you know, there was no women's locker room, you mm -hmm. know, so, yeah. Well, uh, Moving on. <laughs> that'll conclude our news for this time. And we are wrestling with NXT TakeOver 31. And if you were smart, you listened to it on the remix with Scooter Dust. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what did you think about this, uh, this paid preview, Scooter? Well, honestly, it was, it was really good in terms of performance. No, for only five matches, and despite no title changes, these matches, you know, if I I haven't uh, actually haven't seen what yeah you know, the the Wrestling Observer gave uh, each match, but. I I would say each match was was at least three and a half stars. 
And I mean, that sounds about right for a takeover. I mean, especially when considering who you had on the show. And that will bring us to our first match. Damian Priest defeating Johnny Gargano to retain the NXT North American Championship. I mean, nobody really expects Johnny Gargano to win a, a, a takeover match at this point, but he still gives the best performances on the card. Right, Scooter? Uh, absolutely. And, you know... At this point, I think Johnny Gargano has earned the, uh, you know, the moniker of being that, you know, top-of-the-card guy that can always lose and still retain his spot on the card. That sounds about right. I mean... Yeah, he, he's definitely one of those guys that, you know, a loss doesn't kill him at this point. I mean, it, more or less, it's expected of him at this point. I mean, I really do hope Gargano eventually, you know, I will say, I hope that the losing infuriates him so much that he actually wants to leave NXT. Yeah, but I mean, Gargano wants to be a big fish in a small pond, but even even the big fish, you know. Uh, you know what? I don't know where I was going with that analogy, but time to move it, on. It, it, it's time for Gargano to move on. It really is. I think you're right. Especially him and Champa has more or less done everything, so it would make sense for them to maybe go to greener pastures. I mean. Champa has shown that he's able to do it. He's been on Raw and SmackDown. And he didn't look out of place at all. And that will bring us to our next match. Kashida versus Velveteen Dream. Kashida won Viva Submission. Uh, Kashida's first ever takeover match. It certainly did, didn't disappoint. No, Scooter? Uh, yeah, certainly did not disappoint. I really hope this is the start of bigger things for Kushida in NXT. It, he seems like the logical next person to feud for the NXT championship. But, I mean, but, people, yeah. But given NXT's, uh, you know, reputation with Japanese champions, you know, they're 50-50 on that. I mean, having only succeeded really with Shizuka Nakamura, but not with Hideo Itami, a.k.a. Kenta. 
Um, yeah, you're right about that, but I could also make the argument they were never able to pull the trigger on a Tommy slash Kenta. That, that's, that is I, I also lie. true, but I, the, he did, I mean, yeah, 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 I can't, I can't, uh, I can't counter that. And joining us, Coleco Yachts. Ooh, sorry for the delay, I just had, <laughs> got some great news, it was my agent, so. I'm officially a homeowner. Finally. Hey, so we're not seeing you on House Hunters. Yeah, no, no House Hunters episode today. <laughs> when, when, when you said agent, I thought you were going to announce that you had signed with... Uh, oh, WWE. <laughs> <New> Japan. <laughs> and oh, the, I signed this up for the G1. Late entered into the G1. Yeah, that's me. Drafted to war, Coleco Yards. <laughs> no, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be, Yards, Coleco! Coleco! Obviously, you're a little late, Coleco. We talked a little bit about the the draft. Uh, have you been and, able to see anything of the draft? Wait, wait hold on, before you speak... We have to mention that every time we say draft, we're actually doing it with quotation fingers. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> draft. <laughs> yeah, because it's not like they're drafting people from the streets. They're drafting, like, their own employees. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the draft, it's, it's kind of weird that they're doing it around this time. Especially with that pay-per-view coming up, so it, it, you know, usually, usually it's right after SummerSlam where but they kind of wipe the board clean. Yeah, but next week is the season premiere of SmackDown on Fox. Yeah, so there. Yeah, next week Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship, and the the next week SmackDown the farewell to the New Day. Oh, they, they're going to Raw. No, no, Kofi and Xavier are going to Raw. Word! What? They broke them up. Well, it, damn, not well only, it's not a breakup, more of a divide and conquer. But not, not only that, not only is Biggie State got SmackDown, but Kofi and Xavier are now the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. <laughs> so that means the SmackDown Tag Team Champions are just swapping over. And Street Profits are coming to SmackDown. I kind of figured the Street Profits Most would likely. get there because they they basically wiped the division. They need new they need new people. I mean, unless, unless you want to see them against Andrade and no, uh, and Angel uh, for the thirty eight thousandth time. But Angel was drafted separately. Which and is good for him because you kind of figured that he was gonna he he was gonna go solo. They you knew it was coming that they were breaking him up. What I didn't expect was the breakup between um, Andrade and Zelina. That one was like more of a shocker, but and I also I I really hope 
Raw ends up becoming blue, and SmackDown ends up becoming red. Uh, the only reason I would say it wouldn't, because Fox in itself is blue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I would love, as much as that would make sense, uh, and plus it, most people like the the blue Universal title than the red Universal title. So. Yeah, well, I mean, I could see you know Vids doing that before having to explain. You know the uh, you know, <laughs> trading the tag team championships. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, that is a good point. Because I mean, well, since they get drafted by Raw, they're officially the Raw, unless they lose the belts between. Yeah, and, we, yeah. I mean, and and that could happen because I think that because New Day's gotten to the point where like being tag champ is good, but it's not like. They're bigger than – you can make an argument they're the top five. They're, they're, when, they, when you think of WWE now, they're in the top five, maybe top three. And uh, Kalika, we're talking about NXT TakeOver 31 right now. Casino uh, and Velveteen Dream, what did you think about the match? It was actually pretty good. I mean, the way that it ended, it, it kind of put a mean streak in Kushida. Because think about ever since Kushida got there, and and this is the thing that WWE, when when they want to turn it on, they can, is like giving people that tough streak. Because it's happened the New Day where they were seeming hokey until like the Usos brought it out of them. They, street Profits were kind of hokey. Until, you know, uh, Andrade and Garza got it out of them. And Kushida was the same way until Velveteen Dream got it out of him. Because even after the match, he just was like, yo. To him, it wasn't about the match. It was more like, yeah, it was about winning the match because he needed it. But that stuff after was like, you know, some serious stuff. Plus, when Dream came out as a... Doc from Back to the Future, you know, that was just like, <laughs> that was some crazy shit. Right. But, but, but I wish, Velveteen wished he had a DeLorean to go back to when he was over, but, uh, <laughs> uh, he might have, he might have done as much coke as John DeLorean. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, I feel, you know, he he puts on good matches, like we always say. It's always the other shit, and to me, that means he's not gonna get fired. Because when Shawn Michaels is vouching for you, and that, and that's what I'm betting. I'm betting Shawn is vouching for, him. and he's just gonna have to take these lumps, and then figure out what's gonna happen down the line. Somebody that you know, we haven't seen a lot of of on um. Uh, NXT or NXT takeovers, uh, Santos Escobar defeated Isaiah Scott to retain the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, this was a great showcasing of both guys in a uh, in a mainstream singles match. No scooter. Um, absolutely. Um, yeah, we talked about it during the remix about the the omen of. 
removing the mask if you are a luchador and then putting it back on you know is being bad luck but also the personality change that comes with taking off the mask and while as El, El Hijo del Fantasma you know Escobar was high flying and 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 whatnot but as Santos Escobar, more grounded, more technical, and it's a, it's a really good pairing when up against somebody like Isaiah Scott. What about you, Kaliko? What was your thoughts on the match? A, a really good back and forth match. And it had its points where I thought Swerve was going to get it because he, he was just this close, you know what I mean? And and it showed, like, you know, he had his number before, but now, you know, Santos is his new guy, and it ain't it ain't the same dude he fought, just a different personality. Uh, I guess they're trying to, and, you know, they're always looking for the next Latin star. Uh, so it, it made sense in that regard, but I think this isn't the last time we see Isaiah go after that title, um, unless he gets pulled up to one of the main rosters and, you know, but I feel like that they match well, and I think that should be a longer feud. You know, you said that next big uh, Latin star. Uh, to both of you, you think Escobar could maybe get to NXT uh, World Championship status? Or maybe even get something big on the main roster? Scooter? Hmm. It's, it's possible. Although... I might say that if Vince keeps up with the news, he might be souring on really pushing any Mexican wrestlers to the main event anytime soon, given that uh, Alberto Del Rio has been indicted. Indicted, yeah. So, well, I mean, yeah, they pushed him back in the day, but you know, Gaza, um, uh, Santos, uh, Andrade, different guys. I mean, could you really blame one one bad guy like Del Rio for their actions? No, we could blame Vince for no. being a racist who who thinks they're all the same. No, I don't, I don't think that's. I don't think that'll be the case. Uh, I will say though, NXT. I feel he has a better uh, floor, uh, a better floor, because I feel like NXT is the one place where your weight really doesn't, or your size doesn't define how you know what championship you go for. Because fucking Gargano's won all the bitches. So that tells you that they're willing to put it on 
whoever they feel is the best wrestler. Uh, the main roster would be a big difference because, you know, Vince boxes you in and it's hard to get to break out of that mold once you're in that mold. Kind of like, prime example, Cedric Alexander, like he started off at the Cruiserweight Tournament and you really haven't seen him, you know, go above anything other than Cruiserweight. And that's where I feel like it's a strength and a detriment. Well, um, earlier today, uh, it was released, the information was released that that Finn Balor was not the initial choice for the main roster superstar to return to NXT. It was apparently supposed to be Kevin Owens. Well, Kevin Owens was already on the main roster. Yes, but when it would have been Kevin Owens going to NXT, decide to go to NXT instead of Finn Balor. Okay, I get I understand what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So... And that would have made sense, because think about it. He was at War Games last year. And it was... And it, and it made it... Gave the impression that he could come back. So, I, I get it. Yeah. Next up, uh, Io Shirai defeated Candice LeRae to retain the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Io Shirai, badass world champion, no? She really holds up that division. Scooter? I mean, pretty... I mean... You know, at one point we thought she was going to be all that was left of the division. Uh, but... Then yeah, we got Tony Storm and Ember Moon. Two big bolstered ads, and and which also the yeah the match was good and cements Io Shirai as a as a top women's division competitor. But more than that, this showed us that things could are looking up for NXT in terms of hopefully seeing more NXT UK superstars come stateside soon. Um, so, not, the match not just good for NXT, but oh, not just good for you know, Io Shirai, but good for NXT overall. What say you, Kaliko? Uh, uh, totally agree with everything my compadre says. <laughs> and huge shout, and, and I think the most interesting match would be the Tony Io, obviously because of the, the Mae Young Classic. Rematch, and there's a story there where Tony kind of got the best of her. Um, Ember, Ember Moon, honestly, just her getting back in the ring 
is a miracle in itself because there were reports and even she was admitting that it could have been life-threatening or like injury ending rather not life threatening but injury ending or career ending so for her to come back is just a testament of its own but those names those two names bring up a huge huge facelift to the to the um to the women's division i feel like they might need a couple more though a couple more pieces uh, that could get called up or switched over uh, in between that are some good singles wrestlers um, that could, like, give it a solid, make it a lot more solid than what it is. Because all I could think of is all the mixings of a Tony Dakota, Ember Dakota, Raquel Dakota, uh, Raquel and Ember. You know, it, it, you just give me a couple more pieces couple more and it would be a, a hell of a lot better i mean it seems like they've been really bringing up um Shotzi blackheart in the in the recent months that is true too so that's what and and that's the thing just like mix the mix the the young bucks with those those vets and it's a win-win because it's it's new matchups that they never seen before and they get the experience and we get the pleasure of looking at, you know, Oh my God, we, how would this work stylistically? How would this? So, yeah. That brings us to our main event, the NXT championship match from Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, Finn Balor got the W, uh, but it wasn't without its uh, repercussions. Uh, Finn Balor broke his jaw. Kyle O'Reilly supposedly, rumor, if you believe the rumor in innuendos, suffered a concussion. Uh, and the the thing that took us out of the, that night, Rich Holland laying out Adam Cole, well, Rich Holland was laid out uh, a couple nights later uh, with a knee injury that he had surgery on the next day. Yep. Just a lot of tangling parts right there. And it's just like it's just, literally a lot. Literally. How, how about we start with the actual match? Scooter, what, how was the match? Um, uh, defined expectations all around. You know, nobody really thinks, you know, and there's a, you know, you could almost equate this to Roman and and Jey Uso, that when one half of someone who has always been known as a tag team wrestler within WWE and NXT, um, you know when they when they go up against a champion in a uh, a single sport. It's usually one sided. It re- it really is most of the time. Not here. Not here. It defied all expectations. And as a WWE fan, I look for those rare moments where 
they make me question if I really know what's going to happen. And that's what happened, and that's what happened with Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. Now, the, the aftermath, broken jaw, concussions, broken ribs galore. Was the match, the, this great five-star match, worth the repercussions? Well, I mean... I mean, Finn Balor will live to defend the title again, so I guess a second title defense means yes. And Rich Holland, um, what could have been? Do you think it would have been good, or do you think it was? See. For those who don't know, Ridge Holland was a professional rugby player. Right. And he, you know, not not well known in the states, but you know, across the pond, in 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 the UK, and and whatnot, he was, you know, almost the rugby equivalent of. David Beckham. That—that's how well known he was. I can't remember what his actual real name is, though. Um, <laughs> because you're an American. You, uh, watch, you watch actual football. Yeah, Americans kind of. When it comes to rugby, yeah, I, 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 I could forgive you if you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we, we let. <laughs> We just let our rugs be. <laughs> exactly. Like, we treat rugby and soccer like jack shit. <laughs> and, um, you know, so I'm not so sure if it, if it would have been um, good. Uh, because Ridge was one of the few people that got stuck in the states when the you know, when the tribal ban hit from NXT UK and he was supposed to get a huge push over at NXT UK so cuz everybody knew who the hell he was and yeah <laughs> I mean, the, I think this is going to be a blessing in disguise because I'm really freaking hoping Finn Balor, Kushida, that's got to be coming up. Well, from your mouth to Vince McMahon's ears. <laughs> and Kaliko, uh, your thoughts on the actual match? I thought this match, it the injuries are not surprising based on how hard they went. Um, there was a thing where Ballard, they said Ballard called it early. It was supposed to go longer. So think about that. <laughs> they got called early. 
and it should have and it should have been longer. Uh, you got to give WWE kudos for for these matches where we're looking like what the hell, and that, and then it comes out, and you're like, wow, you know what I mean? So as much as we give them shit for all the stupidity with T Bar and T Rex and Snickers Bar and so on and so forth. <laughs> When they get it right, when they get like a right matchup and it defies everything that we think, it's only right to give them the kudos as well. And and I will say with the J and the Roman thing, they knocked it out the park. This one, they truly knocked it out the park. This match was better than the Cole Balor match. And think about that. Like, that was that match was better than Cole Balor, and that was the one underrated performer. But well, O'Reilly, I wouldn't say he's underrated. I would say he's overlooked That's because if because because to me, I've seen him and he had his matches in ROH and he was a former ROH champion. He had a feud with Adam Cole. They had some really good matches. So it's not like I've never seen him, like, have this match. I knew he had it in him. It was just a matter of this was the right time for him. Right. And that, and that to me, is better. Because you could always jump in the prime example, Alberto Del Rio. Remember when he joined the WWE and he was like a rocket to his ass and people kind of rejected him. I feel like with O'Reilly, like him being the tag guy, and then and and it's the funny thing. That's the funny thing I don't get about WWE. They like the tag guys always sometimes come out and they they just overperform. And we've seen it with Jay and Kyle because we just see them as just two tag dudes, and that's it. And then when they put some shit out there as like this, we're like, holy shit, they they could get the belt. <laughs> and your thoughts on Rich Holland and what could have been totally unfortunate. I, I, I let's just hope it's a speedy recovery and he could get back as soon as possible. But it's always like that moment, and I know when people get their injury, they think of the 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 process more so than than the return. So let's just hope he's more worried about the return and not having to deal with the process and let that mess with him and get into a mental state. Because I think when he comes back, he's going to be, like, really fire. And that will conclude our coverage of NXT 31 uh, TakeOver. And next up, we are wrestling with the G1 Climax Dirty, and we will be and doing I'm, a review, a preview, if, coverage, whatever the whatever you want to call it. If, and for the record, I'm drinking tequila because <laughs> shit has been right in uh, the world. See, I told you, James, <laughs> it's come back to. to 
except for the Sonata win. But everything else, that, that Sonata win was out of his ass. But everything else has come back to right in this world. And we'll be covering um, the sixth and the uh, and the seventh. I have we haven't uh, seen the eight yet because you know English commentary. It's a hell of a thing. Um, but let's get into B block action first. Hiroki Goto beat Toriyano in eighteen seconds with the Goto Shiki. Kaliko. All is right in the world. <laughs> <laughs> All is right. But if anybody, like, I, I don't get it. Because I'd be thinking, like, if anybody would not fall for the Yano shit, wouldn't it be his own members of Chaos that wouldn't fall for that shit? I mean, prime example. Roki Goto did fall for the shit. Just like, yo, let's get this shit out the way. Nip it in the butt. Goto Literally a, and figuratively. This was, the, the, this was the shortest match in G1 history. 18 seconds. Your thoughts on that, Goto? I don't know. This was long enough to even have thoughts. Well, there you go. That, that means Hiroki Goto, title shot, king of pro wrestling. <laughs> you're, hey, you're actually right about that, if that's how that works. See? Uh, you see how that works? <laughs> so, Sonata defeated Zack Sabre Jr. in 14 minutes and 31 seconds with a rounding body press. Uh, it seems like Sonata has finally got his second win. Do you think it may be too late in the game? The difference a week makes. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, considering it, it's really balanced and a lot of those top guys still got to face some, some stiff opponents, it's not all without possibility, but Sonata's going to have to, like, pull it out of his ass. He's got every match kind of has to be like his elimination match. And and that's where it's good in a sense that he's having that edge, but it's bad because he's putting that pressure on himself. And uh, ZSJ is a two wins, three losses, four points. Um, more on the disappointing side for him? No? I mean, and, and compared, a, compared to other years. Compared to other years, yes, but think of this year. Uh, we had Toriyano and Taichi at the top of the standing. So I, 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 <laughs> at this point, everyone's afforded a mulligan after last week. But you, considering that you've got one, two, three, four, a six-way tie. You know, after um, you know, after uh, the last uh, B block night, you know, I you can't count anybody out at this point, except for you know, may, maybe even 
it, it, maybe at this point you actually can't count out Kenta. And who we all thought probably was the dark horse. Uh, yeah, this time around. I think the only two people that's technically all out of it is um, Yoshihashi and Yujiro. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, one, one, another, yeah, one more win for Kenta, and yeah, was right back in it with you know, everybody else. You know, there's a four-way tie in Block A for number one, a, a four-way tie for second in in Block A. It's yeah, it's the yeah. closest G1 ever. It is, and that's and that's where I was thinking because last year, usually the G one, you would need about between twelve and fourteen points to like actually be in, you know, to actually even have a shot. I feel like this year it's going to be in that that ten to twelve because it's so like what what he said. It's so fucking balanced, and it's so many matchups that we haven't even seen yet. And that's where I think that last night is going to be the, the last two nights are going to be the best night because those are going to be where everything is just going to like half of, I believe half the block will be eliminated. Like those blocks will be eliminated within the last two nights. I mean, I also, I wouldn't be surprised if at, at the end of this, we have a multiple way tie, and we end up having a tournament. That that could happen. I think, especially with the G one with the with Wrestle Kingdom being two nights, I would not put that too far out the bubble. I don't like, think that's gonna like, happen because that's why they have the um the uh, tiebreakers. So they don't have to go to but, a tie. Um, I, I, that's you know, true. But, but there are so many people tied that eventually it's going to get to a statistical, you know, definite right probability that there may be more than four. Yeah, it's possible. And, and, and given, the, given the global situation... New, it might be in New Japan's best interest to stretch this out as much as possible. And you also have to remember there were plenty of years where the G1 was an actual turn was an, was a tournament single elimination instead of a round robin. That's true. And you're you're absolutely right. They're stretching this out because they have two more tournaments coming up after the G1. Uh, Best the of the tag, Super right? Juniors Usually and the... World Tag League. Interchanging yep, nights up until the 11th of December. So, yeah. Yep. They, want their, they want their money this year. <laughs> oh, they're gonna, they're gonna squeeze the hell out of it. <laughs> Boy... <laughs> If you if you ain't got your new Japan subscription now, boy, it's gonna be all like Donkey Kong when them two run simultaneously. 
<laughs> Next, we have Juice Robinson. He lost to Evil in 15 minutes and 35 seconds with Everything is Evil. Juice Robinson is at three wins, two losses. Uh, Evil's at three wins, two losses. Um, and to be honest, this is the best Juice has ever looked in the G1. Yeah, and and you can make an argument like his two losses are only the you know the ace and evil to former champs who were at the top of the food chain at one point. Although evil was only there for like a cup of coffee, but I mean, yeah, it. it I think this is probably his his best record wise. I think last year personally was like the best as a character because he had a guy to look forward to to beating his ass. And that's not there. So it's kind of like, you know, that's the only re- that's the only thing that keeping me from investing in Juice because last year he was, it was basically he had a target on Mox the whole way. And it fucked, and he won some because of it and he lost some because of it. But it, it gave his story and his path a little more intrigue. This year, it's not really there, although this is his best wrestling G1. What do you think about the Blues Brother gimmick he's been using? Man, I I couldn't tell you, man. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, you know, he's... He's just Robinson. <laughs> He's Juice Robinson. I mean, hell, he was over here as C.J. Parker as a say. He he basically was like the Daniel Bryan save the planet gimmick before it got to Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Think about that. So <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he's still trying to find it, but the wrestling skills there is just the the character development with him. Then we have Yoshihashi uh, losing to Tatsuya Naito with a Destino. Nobody didn't see that coming, especially Stevie Wonder. Yeah, what that bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to A Block action. Uh, it's worth noting that Naito's at 8 points. Uh, and, you know, closest to 10. I mean... He got to the. He's getting. Let's face it. He he's getting to ten points before anybody else. He is. Exactly. Yeah, he is. He's he's at ten. Yeah, he's at ten. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, he's already, he's already at ten. Yeah. I mean, it goes to show you how much of of, of on his game he is. But that also tells me that like. Him losing the evil was the best thing that happened to him. Because getting that think ice surgery it, was the best thing that ever happened to him. I mean, yeah, but I mean, just overall, from an overall standpoint, right? It 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 kind of literally kept got him out of that lethargicness that he displays sometimes. Because, you know, sometimes you can tell if he takes a match seriously. Because if he comes out, if he's out there in a t-shirt, he you know he ain't taking him. that shit. He, he ain't taking that shit seriously. So that's how, you know what I mean? 
So that that that's a good thing. It's a good thing that he's taking it seriously. Next up in A Block action on the seventh, Tomohiro Ishii defeated Yujiro Takahashi. Um, Ishii is at uh, three wins, three losses, six points. Yujiro's at zero wins, six losses. Um, you know, I've never really felt bad for Yujiro ever in his career, but this is pretty bad that he hasn't got one win in the whole G1. Isn't it, Scooter? Yeah. 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 And no, 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 <laughs> no. He'll probably get one. He's, he's due for one. Maybe it's against Taichi. You never know. Yeah, yeah you never know. Uh, Kazutsuka Okada uh, defeated Jeff Cobb in 11 minutes and um, 3 seconds with a pinfall. Okada's at 8 points. Uh, Cobb is at 4 points. And I could make the argument Kazutsuka Okada is not the rainmaker he used to be. I mean, Jeff Cobb, if Jeff Cobb ever had an opportunity to beat Kazutsuka Okada, it was here tonight in that match. Yeah, but that's been Okada's, like, weakness the whole, his whole career, though. Is that he can, he has the ability to be a heads and shoulders above everybody, but he'll also have the ability to wrestle to a person's level and, and, and be, and kind of be lazy and kind of be, you know, uh, run of the mill because he feels like he's going to win because he shows up. Cocky is the word I'm looking for. He has a tendency to be cocky. I don't know about that, you know. Not cocky in a heel sense, but cocky in the sense of his ability. No, what I'm getting at is, you know, that is the kind of exuberance Okada gives off. It kind of seems like he lost his confidence a little bit. After losing, you know, the KOP, after losing the New Japan Cup, after losing... The Neville six-man championships, which he's never gone for before, it seems like he might actually be have a little bit lack of confidence going into this G one. You mean kind of like when uh, what's this when uh, Gato turned on him and he kind of had this whole balloon thing going, that that type of deal. He still had a presence about him when he lost his mania, as uh, some of. Uh, some people called it. Uh, it 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 kind of felt like he was running, just running through the show, though. I mean, it's kind of the same, but to me, yeah, career wise, I would say this would not like wrestling wise. This is not his greatest year, and especially considering that, like he, because the way that he presents himself outside of New Japan is that like he's Japan's greatest import or export, right? Especially with the Olympics was coming and he was going to be one one of the bigger figure guys, you know, on that Olympic stage. So 
I could kind of see it like him not being to be that great statesman that he usually wants to be and, you know, losing the Yano shit. That, that'll do it to anybody. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I could see your point a little bit. of great losses, Will Austin. And then he started, yeah, he did start, I was about to say, he started out the year losing the night house. So, yeah, you right. got a point. Will Ospreay defeated Manuel Suzuki with a Stormbreaker. Ospreay's at eight points. Suzuki's at six points. I don't care who you say you want to talk about upsets. Will Ospreay <laughs> defeating Manuel Suzuki is an upset. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Considering he lightened the ass, yeah. It's almost like if uh, Orange Cassidy had to beat Suzuki if they had that match <laughs> that they were supposed to have in Tampa. I, I, was, I was so pissed about that. I was, if that was ever a match I wanted to see, that would have been it. Like, I want to see how that one worked out. Okay, Kalika, you have the option. You want to see Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey and Charlotte, or do you want to see Orange Cassidy and Suzuki? I already seen Becky and Ronda and Charlotte. <laughs> no, I mean, you have to pick b- between seeing that match. I vote uh, for Be- Becky versus Suzuki. Oh my God. Yeah, that would be better. That would be better. Becky versus Suzuki. Yeah, While said, pregnant. Because I feel like yeah. Suzuki will put a butthole in her ass. And we saw <laughs> what he did with, with Asuka, and that was Asuka just trying to get the, the rite of passage. So you know damn well he'll fucking break her ass off. Speaking of Rite of Passage, Tai Chi lost to Jay White uh, in 15 minutes, 16 seconds. Blade Runner. Uh, tai Chi's at 6 points. Jay is at 8 points. All is right in the world, and those two bastards get their ass put back down the bracket. And put down a peg where they belong. Next up, <laughs> Kota Bushi lost a single to Kage in 21 minutes and 56 seconds with a loss to the Dragon. Single to Kage denied Kota Bushi 10 points. He stays at 8 points. Uh, Shingo to Kage at 6 points. Interesting uh, booking deal. No, guys? Not really. Because think about it. Takage was like the guy before the pandemic. He was like he was like the never open weight king up in that bitch. So it's not a surprise. What about you, Scudo? You think Takake has a chance of being up there with Okada and um Obushi? No. No, 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 no. No, and this is uh, the luckiest uh, <laughs> Takagi we'll ever get. Hmm, interesting. We are going to do some preview of the next couple nights. On October 10th is A Block Action. Tomohiro Ishii versus Jeff Cobb. Who wins Scooter Dust? Hmm. Not cop. 
Kaliko? I was about to say, if there were ever a time for Cobb to get away, this would be one of those. He already pulled two out of his ass. Three's not out the realm. Next up, Jay White versus Yujiro Takahashi. On three, Jay White. One, two, three, Jay White. Jay White might get his ass upset fucking round. <laughs> he might. That's a might. It should be Jay White. You have a. Uh... You're going with the Dark Horse 2 scooter? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with the Dark Horse. Will Osprey versus Tai Chi. Who wins, scooter? Well, since everything went right, it's probably going to go wrong again. So, <laughs> just just a Get Coleco's goat, I'll say Tai Chi. <laughs> I was about to say Tai Chi too, because that looked like this, this looked like some shit. It'll pull out. You know that's funny, because I was gonna go with Tai Chi too. So maybe we're onto something here. Kota Bushi versus Manuro Suzuki. Scooter who wins? Hmm. You know, I'm not sure. This is this is uh, this is really new school and old school New Japan coming together in this one specific match, and yeah. I think the safe bet is Coda. I agree with that. Coda, mm. yeah, Coda, because he's—I mean, he—he's gonna win because he's the defending G one. So they're always gonna put him somewhere up in those the higher echelon. So I'm—I'm I'm thinking Coda. Shingo Takage versus Kazuchika Okada. Oh, Okada. Scooter. I will. I'll say Okada as well, but I've got a sinking feeling. <laughs> That's been me basically the whole time. By next week. You could have a seven-way tie for first in each block. So <laughs> I don't know what to think at this point. Uh, but if that okay. shit happens, yeah, we we owe you one. We owe you some <laughs> if that happens. No, I actually agree with Scooter. I think Takagi could take this. If this was last year's Okada, no. But this year, Okada, uh, Shingo has a chance. And we are going into night, uh, we're going on to October 11th, and that's B-Block action. 
Yoshihashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. Do I even need to uh, say anything? Fuck Yoshi, Zack Sabre. There you go. Kenta versus Yano. Scooter? If there if there's a god, Kenta. <laughs> Kaliko? Yes, Kenta. Kenta. Let's I mean, you Kenta. can basically flip a coin at this point when it comes to a Yano match. Just Robinson. Why don't, a, why don't we flip a baby instead? Better odds. Just Robinson versus Sonata. Who wins? Time limit draw. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Kalika? Ooh, Dad. Sonata. He's got a key. He needs it. Sonata. Yeah, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Goto. Who wins Scooter? Hmm. Oh, interesting. Oh, well, no, I'm. Um, they're both tied. Oh, God. Yeah, Tanahashi. Kaliko? Tanahashi. And to close out B block action on the eleventh, Naito versus Evil. Now, if the the entire future of B block will depend on this match alone. Because if Naito gets it, at the, at that point, I think we could say, and actually, I think with one more win after that, Naito's got Block B. Really sewed up, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to say evil. Hmm. What about you, Coleco? This is like the rubber match. Um, I'm going to say evil just in the case that usually there's two people who gets title shots, and it would make sense. Sonata getting the title shot, he's going to get his ass beat. But evil being the one... Uh, he gets the win. He gets another shot crack at that those titles. So yeah, it's got to be. And we are going on to the thirteenth. Will Osprey versus Jeff Cobb. This is a block action. Who wins? Scooter. Yeah, Osprey. Yeah. Kalika. Osprey. Yes, we all going Osprey. Ibushi versus Yajiro. Do I even need to ask? No. Just say no. Next. Takake versus Taichi. Scooter. Oh, God. (laughs) 
There's there's gonna be a time limit draw eventually in one of these <laughs> matches. They did they did a yeah, they, they, did a time limit, they did a time limit draw with uh you know <laughs> the the uh the pre-show match and with the same four superstars over and over again. God. Uh, um Yeah, Tai Chi. Takage, because fuck Tai Chi. <laughs> Manero Suzuki versus Jay White. Scudo, who wins? Hello, didn't no one see me come in? Oh, yeah. oh no, what did you do? It's all good, dude, who cares? Welcome to the show, uh, I, Mitch. I care, I care, Mitch, I care. Oh, I appreciate that, man, but I just got here, yeah. Uh, how are, I'll go with the uh, Suzuki. You know, but I was thinking that too. What about you, Coleco? Uh, this one, Jay White, because I feel like Jay White's gonna get the block. Jay White. Mitch, who wins the match, Okada or Ishii? Do I really have to answer that? <laughs> like, who I think will win? Yeah, we don't. Or yeah, we don't I have to. They'll yeah, go with. Yeah. Or yeah, they, no, I, no, no, no. You should. Of course, to. if they're doing joke shit, they need to eat. Scooter, agree, disagree. I'm gonna say Ishii. <laughs> oh, based on scores alone. That's what makes it ridiculous, though. And what say you, Coleco? Okada. Okada at his worst is better than Ishii at his best. Then we're on to October 14th. We all B-block action once again. Yoshihashi versus Kenta. Don't need to say anything about that. Just fuck Yoshi and Kenta. <laughs> I'm going to say fuck Yoshi in every match. This is an interesting match. Just Robinson versus Zack Sable Jr. Who do you think will win, uh, Mitch? Zack Sable Jr. What about you, Scooter? I don't know if it will matter at that point. Well, you know, a lot um, of the matches after, you know, everything is determined, it's kind of just for pride and saying that you ranked high in points. Yeah. Uh, So, you know what? Yeah. ZSJ. What about you, Coleco? ZSJ, because this looked like some shit juice would get caught up in. And, you know, I normally I would agree with all of you, but I actually think Juice might have an opportunity to win this. I don't know why, but I think he will. Next up, Mitch, who will win? Toro Yano or Tetsuya Naito? Another one where it's like obvious in my mind, but uh, Yano beat 
and Naito last year in the G1. Yeah, and that that should be blasphemy. <laughs> I'm just saying. But uh, absolutely, it should be Naito. But it, I, I'm not surprised at this point. Like, whatever, dude. But I would never do that if what I was about, a booker. What about you, Scooter? Who wins? Oh, this, at this man, when this match happens, we will know if Naito's got the block wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he should. I mean, yeah, it's it it it, it is a no-brainer. But given everything that's been thrown at us, I I wouldn't be surprised if somehow Yano came out with the victory. I said I would nothing would shock me at this point, but I would not. I think that would be a really stupid thing to do, in my opinion. To have Yano go over Naito. What about you, Kaliko? Naito, Yano. My mind is saying Naito. But the king of pro wrestling. (laughs) The king of pro wrestling. It should be Naito. But uh, Yano. I feel like Yano. Because he'll have it sewed up and he probably won't care. And that that hurts to say. Because y'all don't beat him before. So it ain't like it ain't out of the ass. Right. Hiroki Goto versus Evil. Who wins, Mitch? Another one where I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, Evil should win this, but I wouldn't be surprised. If I think they have you might Goto be right about this one, Mitch. What about you, uh, Skittle? Yeah, it, it's Evil. But at this point, with what we've seen, I wouldn't be fucking shocked to see anyone go over someone like Evil, you know, at this point. You want to finish this off, uh, Kaliko? Yeah. Evil. That brings us to our last match on the 14th. Tanahashi versus Sonata. Who wins, Mitch? Say, uh... Uh, say that again. I'm sorry. Tanahashi versus Sonata. Ooh, ooh. Okay, I want Sonata to win, but they've been taking a creamy fucking shit all over him. So I think Tanahashi, because he's been the golden boy for years, anyways, before NJPW got popular. So you're going with Tanahashi? Back in the the early 2000s, man. What about you, Scooter? Mm. Yeah, Tanahashi. What about you, Kaliko? Go S. You know, I think this might be a Sonata one. But that's just me. Ah. They've been dicking Sonata so bad. So they're the started. fuck out of him. Why do you think this is going to change all of a sudden now? I mean, he's won his last two matches. He, he did beat Naito. After them wiping their ass with him completely. 
Yeah, we did beat Naito, but it's like, we'll give you that one after we run your ass. Wait, they had him beat Naito after all that? Fuck them. Fuck them. This booking is so ass fucking backwards, dude. I told you. Oh, my God. See, I I, I ain't the only one just. Let's take all the fucking energy and push that we got out of Naito out by having the worst guy in the fucking bracket beat him. Oh, that's smart. Fucking idiots. I mean, with 14. People, but time. give him a win over someone else, and doesn't have to be the fucking top guy in the fucking bracket. That takes away all the fucking like all of the like legitimacy, in my opinion. See, and right that- now, Mitch is being like my spirit animal. <laughs> like right now, <laughs> right now, right, let let it fly, Mitch. Let it fly. <laughs> He's got to be a peacock. You got to let him fly on this one. I'm baby. October 16th, we are on A Block Action. Kota Ibushi versus Tai Chi. Who wins Mitch Mayhem? Tai Chi versus uh, Bushi? Uh, okay, another fucking... I won't be surprised with fucking... Uh, tai Chi winning, but I want Ibushi to win. So... Again. What about you, Scooter? I think uh, finally it's definite for Coda. Yeah, at this point, I'm not saying anything's definite. Fuck. Coleco? It's not definite that we take a shit. Jesus. Abushi. Because he's going to be in the, the top two or three of the block. But I don't it, think he wins. Yeah, if they want to proceed with the storyline that they've been going down, I think they kind of have to have him versus Naito. Yeah, if if they were going down the the, the storyline, usually the defending champ would be right in the top two, and he would advance. So I expect him to make it. I'm saying maybe Abushi and Naito. Yeah. Are they in the same bracket or no? No. Okay, no, then Abushi and Naito. That sounds about no. right. Maybe. Jeff Cobbs says Yujiro Takahashi. Um, don't really need to say anything more about that. I expect this to be Yujiro's first and only win. I mean, yeah, on the last day, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would be. The, sentiment, the sentimental uh, garbage. I want to give him a yeah. single damn win, dude. No soup for you. <laughs> All right, now this is where things get interesting. Kazuchika Okada versus Will Osprey. Who wins Mitch? Go with my fucking boy Will Osprey, baby. I told you he's going to go far this in this tournament. It, it, the, the Rainmaker Okada, I thought it was going to be Okada and Naito in the finals. I'm They're shitting on Okada, too. So I think Osprey is going to pull out a big win. What about you, uh, Scooter? Uh, Bocata. Normally I would say that too, but this is not a normal situation. Kaliko? Rainmaker! Okay, I'll see. And you know, I'm going to maybe go the controversial route, and I'm going to say this goes to a draw. Of course you pull the draw out of your ass now. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
that draw is gonna prevent Okada from winning the whole tournament in my in my Oh, opinion. so he came back after them shitting on him? In the beginning of the tournament, he he was like completely he didn't win a match for a while. Well, I mean, he lost to Kota Ibushi and Jay White. Those aren't exactly early on, matches. right? Like one two. If I don't, if I remember right, it was it was it was in the beginning of the tournament. So it seemed like he got like one after the other, like real quick, and he seemed down and out before the rest of the matches went on. But yeah. Okay, well then that might fuck. I, I might go with Okada then. I might at least in the case. I'm gonna go with Okada. I thought he was out of it. And Tomohiro Ishii versus Jay White. Who wins, Mitch? Uh, say again. Who versus Jay White? I'm sorry. Ishii. Dude, I can't. I can't fucking see Ishii like legitimately winning unless it it's up to NJPW booking. I would book Jay White's win. That's why I think Jay White will be top two, but go for it. I would even give Jay White that one. Scooter? Uh yeah, Jay White. Kalika? Uh, white? White. Okay. Last match, Shingo Takagi versus Minoru Suzuki. I mean, it has to be Takagi, right, Mitch? Yes, Takagi. There's mine. Uh, Takagi versus Suzuki? Yeah. Minoru Suzuki. Oh, man, that's tough, actually. Ah. Eh, it's a gage, why not? Scooter. Join the bottom. Yeah, it's a gage. That brings us to the final night of of B Block action, October seventeenth. Tanahashi versus Zack Saber Jr. Mitch who wins. Zack Saber Jr. I think Saber Jr. and Will Ospreay are gonna go far in this tournament and like be the standouts. So, Scooter. Mm, yeah, ZSJ. Galico. ZSJ has beat him before, so yeah. Just Robinson. No, not saying much in this climate, man. Just Robinson versus Hiroki Goto. Who wins? Who match? Juice. Yeah. Scooter? Yeah, juice. Felico, you want to join the bandwagon? Yeah, I might as well drink the juice, too. And that brings us to our next match. What do we do to Yoshi, Felico? Fuck Yoshi. There you go. Naito. We gotta get a gif of like a dildo going in Mario of Yoshi, the Yoshi Mario. Hey, no, that's just <laughs> And for not to be confused with Yoshi from Mario. Fuck Yoshi. Fuck Yoshi. Fuck Yoshi. Fuck Yoshi. Fuck Yoshi. Fuck Yoshi. 
Mitch, who wins? I ooh, I think that'll be a standout match. Naito versus Kenta. Oh shit! I think that'll be a standout match. Naito wins for. Well, wait. How many has he lost yet? Hold on. Match. How many? Only lost one. Naito. Yeah. Yeah, Naito's been on. How many has Kenta lost? Huh? Kenta, Kenta is only at four points, so he's only won two. Lost three. Yeah, two and three. Does Naito need this one to go to the finals? Not at this point. I think I think or, he'll have it wrapped if up. He doesn't now. need this one. I think they'll give uh, they'll they'll give the other guy the win. So I blanked on the name. Uh, Naito versus Kenta. Huh? Kenta. Kenta, yes, Kenta. I so I think Kenta will get maybe get a spoil victory if if Naito doesn't need it. If somehow Naito needs that win to go forward to the to the finals, then Naito. What say you, Scoodle? I I'm gonna invoke the time limit draw here. here. Oh, okay, I can All see right. that. Okay. That's okay. And uh, Kalika. I don't like doing that personally. I usually don't, but that one might be a draw. I like clean finishes. And well, not clean, just that not that dirt. Yeah, you know. What I mean. And the last match, Sonato versus Evil. Who versus Sin- Evil? Sonata. Mitch who wins. Wow. Evil. Scoodle. Sonata. I wanted I wanted him to go far. But Calico? Sonata. I mean they 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 fought before. So I'm gonna go with Sonata. If ever he needed some wins. I need to get the XLIJ dudes. Uh, I think, I mean, I think Sonata kind of has to win because, you know, uh, Evil was his old taxi partner, and he hasn't got that revenge on Evil yet that, you know, maybe Naito did. We'll see. Uh, They've been treating Sonata like shit, dude. It's came around in the last couple of weeks. Uh, uh, he's been out of it since the first few matches, Steve. Well, that concludes he was buried right away. all of our coverage of the G1. Uh, by the time, I think we have two more weeks where we could review everything that we've talked about so far. And then the week after that will be the finals. And the G1 will be in the history books once again. Till then, we will conclude the show. If you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, and comment both on YouTube and CastBox. And if you want to join in the conversation, we'll all, we are always ready to talk about wrestling on Twitter. You can find me at JamesJ993. Where they, can they find Kaliko Yachts? I am Coleco Yachts, official new homeowner, baby! Nice, dude. Where can they find Mitch if Mitch Mayhem tweeted? 
Uh, leave me alone. Get off my lawn. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, I guess. If, if you want to Mitch Mayhem X. Sound a little bit more enthusiastic about it, Mitch. I'm not. I'm just being real. You want me to be a fucking fake and be like, oh, <laughs> you want to catch me on Twitter? Twitter sucks. Oh. Fuck it. And where can they find Scooter Dust? <laughs> at Scooter Dust and at Mike Pence Fly. No, at UNBS Wrestling. Mike Pence Fly. <laughs> That's if he ain't got the Rona. For Coleco Yachts, Mitch Mayhem, Scooter Dust, I'm James J, and this has been Wrestling What? This show has gone way too long. Entertainment. The coronavirus is China's fault. <laughs>